Welcome back to Pop Culture Failure, where we watch things from pop culture, and then we talk about it. And I'm Sky. I'm Jake. And we're watching the sixth episode <laughs> of Pirates of Darkwater. I, I forgot what the title was. I thought you forgot what the show was. I did. Oh, I was stalling okay. for time. I thought you meant the title of the episode. The title of the episode, I believe, is Andorra. Oh, that I never knew. Oh, okay. Uh, I forgot the title of the show. <laughs> Pirates of Darkwater. You got right. it right. You got back there. I got there. You got there, Tits. Um, You're a real hero. And we are past the original five episode run that was like the pilot season. Uh, they did a lot of that back then, where they'd make five, like a mini series of five episodes to yeah, like. So Ninja intro- Turtles did. Uh, it's how transform. I think Transformers did. I know GI Joe did twice, and then was a sh- <laughs> it was a show. I think Transformers did it. Probably that others sense. that we don't even know. Probably like the Creepy Crawlers cartoon. No, that one was just they had a hit from the get go, so they just <laughs> ran with it. That's right. They had to hang upside down to reset their goo, uh, like hourglasses. Sure. Yeah. I don't know that. I know that Power Rangers didn't start like that, but I know they had the the Green with Evil miniseries. Was that in prime time? It, we're, we were all so excited about it. I don't think so. I feel like that was like. <laughs> I feel like they aired that at seven o'clock at night. I feel like there was like a, a week of like. Oh, there was special a, like. There was a solid week where the whole thing aired, but. Uh, I just thought it was like later in the day. I feel no, like. I remember not being able to see it because it was on during the time I was riding home on the bus. Oh. So it could not have been prime shit. time. Oh, it did because my little brother was doing. I think he was like half days in, in kindergarten, or maybe at that time. Mm-hmm. So he got to watch it and would recount what had happened to me with very shitty details and was wrong <laughs> about a lot of it. Well, that sounds right. Yeah, Tommy doesn't know what's going on. He does not. That's my brother's name, not the character in the in the show. Uh, correct. <laughs> I mean, it is the name of the character in the show. Also. It is. Yes, it got a bit confusing for us all. Not for not for me because I wasn't. We were. I didn't know you then. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think we had crossed paths at that point. It was. It was going to happen shortly after that, though. Yes. And then here we are now. Yeah, I remember Pirates distinctly how my little brother was telling me how the Red Ranger hopped onto the Dragon Zord's tail and climbed up the whole Dragon Zord, and that's not a thing that happens at all. I mean, I guess when you're in kindergarten, you just fill in the blanks. I guess so. You're a little dummy who doesn't understand what's happening, <laughs> so you just make stuff up. Yeah. Um, I f- don't know where we were in the conversation, but we're watching we episode six. Anyway. We hadn't gotten anyway. So, allegedly, the tone is going to be a lot more silly, and I... Uh, you kind of feel that in this episode. There's a little bit of silliness, yeah. It's uh, it was close enough that uh, I would I yeah, wouldn't have noticed had, if, if I wasn't told. Yeah, if we hadn't been told that, I don't think I would have been like this. Something's different here. Yeah, except for Tula's clothes. Yeah, well, she very deliberately and yells basically, "I'm changing clothes!" in it. So, but we open up uh, to some weird interstitial music, and the uh, wraith is just parked at some island outcropping. We got the Geomancer, whose name I don't remember. Taron. Taron. Uh, he's hanging out on deck with Ayaz and Ren as they're, I don't know, like swabbing the deck and yeah. fixing sails. This guy, it's called mopping the poop deck. And he's doing the, he's mopping the poop up. Sure. Swabbing the poop deck? I think you swab the deck. I think you do swab the deck. With a, Usually it's done with like a mop because I feel like doing it on your hands and knees would suck. Yeah, but It'd I be guess, very inefficient. I guess when you steal a ship, if there's no mop on it, what do you do? <laughs> got me there. 
I forget what they're talking about, but mostly Terrans just uh, like telling them about what they should be doing and where the next thing is. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, Nidler comes over. He's got a bag full of dirt that he puts, like it drops a whole bunch over the clean deck that uh, Ayaz just did. And he drops it for Tula because she's building a on-deck uh, like herb garden. Which makes sense. I mean, you if you can grow shit on your on your poop deck, you might as well. Where the natural fertilizer collects. Is the whole deck the poop deck? I don't think so. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure it's a very small portion of the deck. But she's she is specifically growing spices. She's not growing food. She's growing something to season the food. Yeah, so they can catch a fish and have it not be as fishy because they can season it. Yeah, but like you could get some potatoes up in there. Yeah, maybe they don't have potatoes. Okay, whatever weird monster. Whatever root monster. Yeah. Fruit. I mean, I guess if 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 Matt Damon could grow potatoes on the on Mars, they could grow potatoes on this boat. Probably. That's true, and that was a documentary, so. It's true, Sky. There's a moment where Tula's digging, and then like her arm gets all electrified, and Taryn's like, what the shit was that? And Tula says, nothing! And then she goes to change her clothes. Yeah, because she's like, nothing. Look how dirty I am. <laughs> she's very nervous about it. And her outfit with the weird pauldrons um weird bra pauldrons yeah <laughs> they're all one it's basically it's a lot as long as we were talking about power rangers it's a lot like the dragon shield except little, it's pink a little less sexualized than that too <laughs> it's little. true that dragon shield sure was sexy but only in the sentai footage the american version of it sucked oh yeah it was terrible and looked terrible it looked so soft <laughs> like the tip of the the triangle diamond on his center of his chest kind of folded up a lot uh-huh looked real terrible and i feel like you could just ask them to make you another one if i you somehow fucked it up so bad you couldn't use it i feel like the one my mom made me for halloween when i was in like third grade was the same quality as the one in the american <laughs> footage probably it was always really cool when someone else wore it though yeah of course always so Tula goes to change and Taryn looks at the uh, dirt buckets and uh, a magic flower erupts and has electricity electrifying it. But meanwhile, from the middle distance, Conk and two goons on Dagrons are spying through a spyglass and Conk's like, I found him. And then they fly away to go tell Bluff that they found him. Well, actually, they swim away as though the... Yeah, the da- Dagrons <laughs> the move Dagron. like jet skis in the water. <laughs> It's it's a delight, honestly. I didn't know they could move like that. And then we go to the opening credits. Normally, I feel like the shows began with it. It did. They're changing the format a bit. It was very confusing. Yeah. They I, also added a couple of like different f- scenes into the opening credits. I think a couple from this episode. Yeah. Maybe they're going to do that. Like They'll keep up with it. I doubt it. They'll splice in some new scenes from each episode. Soon most of the show is just credits because they've spliced scenes in from every episode <laughs> well i was thinking more like uh like the simpsons them? thing where they would change oh, up yeah no they can't one do little that. aspect it's the 90s what <laughs> i said it's the 90s like the simpsons didn't start in the 90s <laughs> i mean technically they started at, at the very last second in the 80s so mm-hmm. you know go ahead sky <laughs> go ahead and what talk about the show <laughs> <laughs> I just felt so, like you were pausing so I could say some more stuff that didn't need to be said. <laughs> try to kill time till those credits are over, and yeah. here we are. We could have just sat quietly, and I, I, will, I will cut that time, but... But I fucked it. Yeah. 
Like you do. So uh, we come back from the opening credits and Tula comes out from below deck wearing basically an identical outfit. She just doesn't have the pauldrons. Uh, also, there's a lot more belly button showing in this one. Yeah, she's got more midriff. <laughs> I wonder, wonder if they were like, we need to make that action figure sexier. <laughs> I hope so. I bet there's not one. I'm looking. But if if you didn't hear her yell, I'm going to go change. Like, it's not ab- abundantly noticeable. No. And also, these are also bad gardening clothes. You're going to get all bitten up by bugs. You're gardening and scratched up from your shrubs and whatnot. But the boys are like, oh, shit, she's a girl, actually. va 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 Ren actually drops a sail and it covers Ayaz as they both stare at her at, in her basically identical outfit to what she was wearing. But she's like, yeah, I know this isn't how a warrior dresses, but... Look at this, this custom tula. It's good. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's that's custom. Someone made that. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty good uh-huh. representation. Uh, kind of looks like a, a Power Rangers uh, custom. That's a pretty good Ren, too. Might be better than the the, the actual show. <laughs> the sword doesn't match, but... Yeah, well. Also, they don't stand on uh, poker chips very often in the show. <laughs> you don't know that. They went to that saloon once. Yeah, uh, according to the back of the 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 card, it doesn't look like there is a... I'm an old Tula action figure. Boys don't want to play with girls, obviously. Right. So the boys are smitten, and uh, Nidler comes out with a a sheet, and he's asking to also be dressed up all pretty-like. It was a weird thing that didn't really go anywhere, and then he he eventually he plotses, and Tula takes him to go do something. I forget which. I think she's bringing him on the land to go get water? Yeah, uh, yeah, they're going to go get water. But right away... Teron, as she walks away, realizes that she's probably an ecomancer. So we cut to a pool where Tula's filling up water. Skins? Yeah, skins. And she makes Nidler hold each of them like he's a pack mule, which is kind of funny to me. I mean, he doesn't do anything else. He should probably help somehow. I mean, he's strong enough to carry people whilst flying. I yeah, I guess he, he can... does do that a lot. I mean, those four water skins can't hold more than maybe, what, a liter, two liters each? Yeah. Not so he's lot. only got like eight liters, which is also not going to last that long heavy. if you're watering plants. No, you should be drinking that water. But Tula's filling up the last one. She has an odd amount of uh, skin, so I just guess she'll be carrying that one. And her hand starts going electrical, and some tadpoles, I think he called them, come over to look at her hand, and she's a little freaked out because her hand has pulsating electricity. Yeah, rightfully so. Yeah, it's it's a little un- unnerving. But then Taryn just appears. I don't know if he teleported there or if he walked up, but he just appears there. And he's like, yeah, you're an ecomancer. Surprise. <laughs> Tula's like, no, I'm not. Surprise, shithead. You can do ecomancing. But to prove the point, Taryn grabs her hand and then electricity erupts all over her body. And she's like, well, actually, fuck this. And decides to leave. But at that moment, wouldn't you know it, Konk and uh, his goons, one of which is clearly Meth Jafar, that, com- that comes up in a minute. They make their appearance, and uh, they obviously threaten her. She tells Nidler to grab Terran and fly back to the ship. So he does that. So she's going to face down three dudes all by herself. Joe Camel's here, luckily. So Bluff, not Bluff, uh, Conk. Joe Camel. <laughs> I mean, he's not that different. Uh, Joe Camel no, chases regular after... Joe Camel is a cool guy who hangs out in pool halls smoking cigarettes. And playing not saxophone. doing meth. Yeah. 
you don't know what else is in them cigarettes. The best way to hide your meth is to put it in a cigarette. I don't know if that's true or not. And I think you put it in a glass piece and yeah. melt it until it gives you fumes. I don't think you actually... You're not lighting it on fire and smoking it? I don't think so. I think you're basically caramelizing it. <laughs> mm, delicious. <laughs> but Conk and uh, other guy fly at her. She whips her uh, her water skins like bo- like she's bo- uh, like Bolo, like she's Batman, which knocks Methjafar and Conk off of the Dagrons. And then she uses her ecomancy magic to calm down the Dagrons. She's like, oh, I guess I am an ecomancer. Luckily, that's solved. I mean, these times of great pressure, they, they'll bring out the best in you. <laughs> Indeed. She's like a mutant hitting puberty. Exactly. So Niddler's flying Terran over to the the Wraith, I assume. And then Conk's on a Dagron. It should have been Joe Camel, but now it's Conk. And he's trying to knock down Niddler. And then we cut over to Bluff, who's on the Maelstrom, with Meth Jafar handling the wheel. Yeah, I guess there's a set of twins. <laughs> that poor mother. <laughs> and he is happy to see that uh, Terran Bluff is happy to see that Terran's getting tortured because you know he used him to clear the skies, which is the thing he can do. So that's neat. Now yeah, that uh, smooth sailing. Now t- Team Ren has uh, an Ecomancer who can give them nice clear skies. That's cool. Now, right now they have two Ecomancers. Yeah, we see Ayaz and Ren on the ship sailing around. So they didn't know Bluff was there, as far as I know. They were just leaving everyone behind. But I guess they did have Niddler who can fly them. But that seems like a dick move. Either way, Tula flies by <laughs> on her Dagron is like, hey, Bloth's here. Oh, yeah. And she, isn't she like, meet us by those trees over there? Yeah. Ren and Ayaz are very impressed that she's able to ride a Dagron. Bluff is also impressed, but he wouldn't admit it. And also, he was looking through that telescope with his bad eye. Okay, I'm glad you said that because I was just going to say the same <laughs> thing. I was like, that's not how that telescope works there, pal. <laughs> it could be a, a binocular scope, but we only see the one at a time. And also in the next scene, he's and he's got it in, on the correct eye that he can see out of. But whatever, it's fine. He's a magic pirate or something. I don't know if he's, he's actually definitely magic. or something. <laughs> so in the sky, Conk brings out a grappling hook that's also an octopus or a pentapus. I only it's only got like five tentacles and one super long tentacle. Something really sexy about the way you say pentapus. <laughs> pentapus. <laughs> uh, and he throws it it sticks on to uh, niddler's back and he holds onto one tentacle acting like a rope i don't feel like that would work which part the the extending tentacle Are off you, of the pentapus sky you don't know about this animal's physiology also what are you seeing right now in front of us <laughs> i'm seeing conk hold on to it but i don't like it and it stretched longer and longer I don't like it it's like a stretch armstrong but at a pentapus yeah I had uh, Stretch Armstrong's dog. I don't remember his name. I feel like it was Stretchy or something. <laughs> Stretch dog. Maybe. Slinky dog. No, that's different. What? My little brother had uh, the ninja Stretch Armstrong dog. And I had the ninja Stretch Armstrong. Uh, hold on. We're almost there. He's full of corn syrup. Yeah. Fetch Armstrong. Fetch. That makes, that makes sense. sense. Yeah. Yeah. He got a little hole in his tail so I could see the goo that would come out. <laughs> Yeah, they would bleed. They were like, yeah, just put a Band-Aid on it. Like, yeah. that, that's a very... <laughs> that's what I did for a long time. It's its a Band-Aid on the problem, for real. Yeah. So, <laughs> so Tula flies by and knocks Conk off of his Dagron. And now he's dangling from Niddler, who's holding up Conk and uh, uh, Terran. 
Taryn's offering no help at all, but Tula reaches over and uses her Ecomancer powers to tell the, the Pentapus to just let go. And it does. So what you're saying is Taryn could have done that at any point. Seems like. I mean, if that's just an Ecomancer thing. Plus he carries a stick he could have walloped uh, <laughs> Whacked Kronk here. I also feel like maybe Niddler could have like reached down and bitten it. I don't know. Yeah. Or use his hands to just undo it. Yeah. They got suckers, though. Yeah, I guess which that's true. You don't probably get super wealth. They will stick to feathers really well. So while they're flying, Tula notices an island. She's like, let's go there. It's got a big, huge tree on it. And it's all gray and dead looking. Like the inside of Sky. It's black. It's not because he doesn't have a soul. It's because he loves to have cigarettes. <laughs> that's badly Ooh, I'll have a cigarette. <laughs> I call them cigs. Because you're a cool guy. That's right. You're very casual about your cigarettes. Yeah, I'm like Joe Camel in that I wear a leather jacket, smoke cigarettes, and wear shoot sunglasses. billiards. Shoot billiards and play saxophone. Yeah, and you, you wear your sunglasses inside at night. That's right. How else will you know that I'm a cool guy? You, you don't. And my uncle has a koozie that's in the <laughs> shape of your head. Uh, so, <laughs> so they decide to go to this island. Uh, Ren pilots the wraith after them and bluff... Obviously, like, isn't with the eye line of them, so he also f- heads that way. Tula and Terran land, and uh, Tula tells the Dagron to just go. I feel like you could just keep it now. Yeah, you own why, that guy. Why wouldn't you just keep it? It was super useful just then. You got you a Dagron. Or turn it against the bad guys. Yeah, or keep it, because having a flying dragon is rad as hell. It would be a dragon rider. That's boss, dude. I think that's a different cartoon. Uh, are you thinking of Dragonflies? Sure. Because that was a cartoon. Is that the one based on the toy where you pulled the ripcord and it would go and land on the roof? Uh, The toy that was a take on Sky Dancers. Yeah, but for boys, there were dragons. Yeah. uh, The characters in the cartoon yelled dragonflies flight as might like you did in the the commercial for the toy. (laughs) But that would just activate their wings and then they'd fly. Sky, it's called Synergy. (laughs) Sure is. I miss when cartoons were just blatantly toy commercials. (laughs) <laughs> different time now you can't find any toys for your favorite cartoons you can't find any toys for anything that's uh, true supply chain issues except for power rangers There's lots of power rangers for now yeah till the new ones can't get here yeah at which point uh, i was gonna say something real dark and i i, <laughs> I chickened out um but i did order them ninja turtle power rangers that are allegedly gonna come in november <laughs> allegedly but we'll see Nidler's hungry and he's bitching about being hungry because that's his personality trait. It's uh, easy to write. It is. Meanwhile. And funny? It's not funny. I mean, I guess in the 90s it was funny. I don't think it was. Well, you didn't think it was. Right. I've you didn't skewed, like anything. I've skewed perspective. Tula's looking around and she's like, wow, this place fucking sucks. And then Taryn's like, yeah, this is the place you you grew up. This is home. Everything's dead because of black water or dark water. They call it dark water. Yeah. Blackwater sounds more ominous because of death and blackness. Isn't, wasn't that the arms company that kept getting contracts to yes. make weapons for the Yes, government? it was. Okay. I feel like it... Was it an arms company? I thought that Blackwater was like the mercenaries. I'm not sure. I feel like Blackwater is mercenaries. But Tula's upset that her her city's dead, even though Taryn told her this last episode, I think. They're a private military company contracted by the U.S. government to provide security force services in Iraq mercenaries and they did bad stuff yes they're the ones that had that famous photograph that amy poehler remade in arrested development yeah nothing america ain't done anything good in a long time 
What are you talking about? Look at this Stretch Armstrong uh, octopus. It's very upset. <laughs> Stretch Armstrong did have weird bad guys that had a, a pump of some sort that would turn them into like, I don't know, they would give them weird textures. Yeah? I never had one, but I remember the commercials very clearly in my head. Don't remember what they're called, but like you would pump them and then they'd be able to stretch, but they wouldn't snap back until you put the pump back in them or something. I don't know, man. I don't Let me. I got to look into this. There was a more recent Stretch Armstrong cartoon that I didn't see at all. There's a motorcycle in the background. Oh, no. It's the big, it's the big loud card. Oh, car. Definitely getting picked up by the microphones, even though I'm not seeing it. <laughs> uh, let's see. Stretch Armstrong, bad guy. Oh, yeah. Look, look at this guy. He's all crinkly. Yeah. What's he, his name's Vacman. <laughs> okay. It was a vacuum pump then, I guess. Yeah. And you would, it looks like you would just pump. Stretch and restore. Right. Fully stretchable, posable, vac-powered action figure. Weird. Goodness. Sounds like a sex thing. Yeah. That's what he looks like, not vacked. Mm-hmm. This, is, this makes for good listening. <laughs> Imagine a lumpy yellow, uh, yellow, a lumpy uh, orange man, and then you suck all the air out of him and he's got pimples. <laughs> I don't remember what was inside of him. Looks like a little BBs or something. Yeah, but I don't know why that would lend to like a stretchy power or ability in real life. You should go out there and tell my neighbor that we're trying to record a podcast and see how long it takes to, for him to punch you in the head. <laughs> just give a, me your gun. I'm he's just a, he's a very thing. nice man, but he will punch you in the head. Well, because I'm a nerd. Yeah. I get it. I wouldn't blame him. He's going to throw a bush light can at your head. <laughs> Is he going to slam it first and then... Smash it on his head and then throw it at me. I might shut this window just because the exhaust is starting to. Oh, is it? Come in. Yeah, it probably hasn't gotten to you quite. I mean, we'll still be able to hear it. Yeah. But we don't have to breathe it. Right. We will. <laughs> As we get a little high. We don't want to accidentally find out the best way to do a podcast <laughs> is a little high off of exhaust fumes. Uh, it's dangerous to. <laughs> it's a dangerous precedent to set. Yeah. Like carbon monoxide's a hell of a drug because we'll die. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't unbind from your hemoglobin. Not my hemoglobin. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, Taryn and uh, Tula decide to go investigate the rest of the the uh, island. island. Thank you. And they're looking for the tree. I forget what they call it. It has a stupid name. I'm going to call it the Grandma Tree. Yeah, Grandmother Willow Tree. Um, but apparently this tree can restore the lifeblood of the land, and he didn't bother doing it before. Well, he didn't have enough power, but now he has two ecomancers. Well, I feel like the city probably had at least another Ecomancer before it fell. Well, right? yeah, unless they were murdered, and that, if that's where they got, you know, the that tree bug we see later, maybe that's where it started. It could be. But they load themselves into uh, this tree, and it becomes Cerebro for a moment, and, like, vines grow over the opening to trap them in. Terran actually roots himself to the ground because his legs can turn into roots, if you remember, and Terra... Not Tara. Uh, Tula. Tula. Their names are close enough to confuse me because Tara's a girl's name. She starts electrocuting the tree with her Ecomancer electricity. And they do uh, They do a mind meld as though they are in Pacific Rim and they're going into the drift. <laughs> yeah, they're going to control this robot. <laughs> I was really hoping the tree would turn into a tree mech of some sort, but it doesn't. It just turns into a tree. Never does. But it's electrified. And then the the land starts coming back to life because of it the trees turn from gray to browns and then a butterfly erupts from a dead chrysalis and then 
the water turns blue again and there's green stuff and Nidler is on a tree by himself and it erupts into melons and it looks as though that they've actually activated the beach from old and everything is aging super rapidly. You know the beach from old? The the beach that makes you old? The old beach. The old beach. You know from the movie entitled Old? It's about a beach? From M. Night Shyamalan, director of The Mist. I'm pretty sure it's M. Night Shamwow. And I don't think he didn't direct The Mist, did he? I don't know. He might have just wrote it. You know, from garbage movies. <laughs> movies that I'm not going to see, yeah. Yeah. I saw the one movie I wanted to see of his. I didn't care for that. Was that uh, Unbreakable? Uh, sure. I was once dating a girl who really liked signs, and she was also religious. And at the end of it, uh, she's like, do you get it? I was like, "Get, what is there to get? She was like, the, he found his faith again. I was like, yeah, great. That's nothing. <laughs> He did. He did not direct the mess. Okay, I was thinking of the village. I think oh. the mist is a different movie that I think I've seen, but isn't isn't terrible. Is that a Stephen King? I think so. Stephen King just loves slow moving threats. Yes, like and Jaws. Mist. I don't think Stephen King has anything to do with Jaws, Sky. <laughs> I think he has everything to do with. Jaws. I'm like 100 percent certain he has nothing. He loves to do with a spooky. He might have read scary it shark. and seen the movie. <laughs> No, he's like, I don't uh, think there are any sharks in Stephen King stuff, but I haven't read all of it. Right, but that's the only thing that spooks him. He has he's to, a shark. Yeah, so he wrote Jaws and uh, spooks himself, and then First he gets of all, inspired. Sky, he didn't write Jaws. Do. And also, his various the only works, thing that scares like Stephen he, King is the He watched the a big scary a shark, mind. and then he did uh, dark Green there. Mile. <laughs> Not... Yeah, right? Green Mile is, is based entirely on sharks. Oh, Morgan Freeman plays a shark. <laughs> That's right. And the other one he did that isn't a spooky book. I don't remember the name. Shawshank? Yeah, that's it. That one's entirely about tiger sharks specifically. I think that one has Morgan Freeman in it. And sharks. Maybe. <sighs> just, two, just two boys talking about shit they don't know about. <laughs> that's called podcasting. <laughs> it is, actually. Two, so <laughs> The only way we can make this better is if we could comment on women and uh, people of color. Uh, well, luckily, we got Tula. She's both. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ren and Ios finally uh, pull up to the island, and they're like, well, this island sucks. Everything's dead. I feel dead. like when we talk about Stretch Armstrong, people are like, all right, something <laughs> these two boys know a little bit something about, and then the second we get into anything other than that's out of our lane, it just becomes nonsense. <laughs> How dare you say that me saying that the Green Mile was based on sharks? Is incorrect, you monster. I just as though I hadn't done rigorous research. The idea that you would ever read a book is a, a <laughs> asinine to me. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Reading's not really something I delve into a lot. I, I like. There's so many other things that I like more than that I, that I do before it. I I love reading, and I still don't do it enough. Yeah, it's just so much easier to watch fucking television. <laughs> yeah. It's more fun. It's more instantly gratifying. Yeah. I'll watch a YouTuber who will talk about a book to me. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. And yet you're still not, uh, you're not even close to the top of my list of friends who are uh, well read. bad at reading. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's fair. <laughs> uh, just today I was, uh, I, know. I thought about the good earth and how much I fucking hate the lead character. Yeah. Except that book is one because it's just living in your brain rent free sky. Yeah, I know fucking english class man because i don't remember anything about it oh i think about it like five or six <laughs> times a year because you hate a lot stronger than i do yes 
You want to know what I think about all the time? The Star Austin Wars. Powers movies. Yeah, I know. We went over that before. I just I told Katie that yesterday, and she was very surprised. <laughs> yeah, because I, I was surprised, too. I don't talk to her about them that often, but I'm always thinking about them. <laughs> I think it's getting weird even for me that I'm like, why am I thinking about these movies? Why does everything remind me of It doesn't make them? sense. They're not that good. Uh, they're, they're okay. Good, yeah, but they're not that good. I, the f- I, it's been a minute since I've seen you any of them. You would hate it now. You probably hated it then. I did hate it then. And you would probably hate it more now. I I came to like that. Uh, like I hated it the first time I saw it. I only saw part of it, and it was when Austin Powers karate chopped, or excuse me, judo chopped toothpaste into a guy's eyes and then swung on regular floss, and it really pissed me off. Why? Because physically that wouldn't work. That's I know. I know, but I came around because I had on I hadn't seen anything up to that point, so I didn't know how stupid the movie is oh, as a whole. You thought that was you yeah. thought it was a serious spy movie. I didn't think, <laughs> I didn't think it was serious. You're like, this is the next James Bond. But I didn't know it was a, how fantastical it was. I was like, this movie's dumb. And this guy I just learned the concept of spoofs. <laughs> By the time Goldmember came around, I was back around to like maybe they should stop making these. Well, yeah, Goldmember's not great. I think it was the f- Goldmember may have been the first movie I saw at the drive-in, which didn't help the experience. Because drive-ins kind of suck. They seem like they'd be awesome, and it really just kind of sucks. They're, they're a thing you need to see a movie you've already seen, so you <laughs> like don't have to focus. Yeah, if you're a person like me, you start obsessing over maybe my battery's going to die. My battery's going to die. <laughs> the uh, the drive-thru, well, probably the same drive-thru that you, we both in have Gibson? gone to. Yeah, in Gibson City. Uh I think if you go to a double feature, they tell you in between the movies to start your car yeah. and let <laughs> it run. Battery will die. Minute. Yeah. Which is smart and, and nice of them. Yeah. They I also think, have the Chili Dilly commercial. Yeah, I was going to say, they might even tell you to do it during the uh, the intermission, which is always great because they have to cut their own intermission in. So it's always <laughs> really awkward. This is the intermission's intermission? <laughs> uh, turn your car on. <laughs> yeah. We only uh, got one jumper cable. It's going to take a while to get you all out of here otherwise. <laughs> I don't know how we got here. Doesn't matter. This is a bad painting of the uh, bad guy ship. The Maelstrom. Yeah. Yeah, the Maelstrom stopped being that weird other style, and it's now I, just a bad painting. I think it. I think earlier it looked pretty normal, right? It looked very similar to this. It, it's not the weird other style anymore in this episode. But we jump to it, and uh, Bluff has fished... Conk. Uh, conk out of the sea using a hook he still has the pentapus on his head and bloth is like i'm giving you another chance and we're like why this is the f- i don't know fifth time he's failed just you? kill him feed him to the dagrons but bloth literally throws him onto a dagron it's like try again bitch and conk is facing backwards on a flying dagron i don't know why the dagron doesn't shake him off and eat him I mean, he probably tastes real gross i, oh, I will accept sure. that but like kill him i don't care <laughs> so we jump back to the island ayaz ren and nidler are just walking around uh nidler is just savaging melons yeah he's just he'll be doing that for the duration of the episode he's just housing them it's oh, gross a man's housing them melons there's just mouth sounds and monkey sounds mixed together and it's a personal hell of mine this guy hates. So <laughs> we cut back to the grandma tree tula and tara are still tula and taran Terra. Right, Terran. Yes. Okay. Our, uh, it's like ter- like terror, terraform, terror yeah. Earth that is terra firma. Right. Sky, you don't get it. <laughs> Fuck you. 
The dog is trying to tell you something. He's trying to correct me, too. You don't know anything. You're a dog. You hurt his feelings. Good. But they're still plugged into the tree, and Tula's uh, exclaiming how cool it is, because you can feel the treetops and other stuff. How come when Tula uses her magic, there's electricity, but when Taryn does, there isn't? Because his legs turn into roots, and he's roots into the ground. Hers is more of an electrical elemental power, and his is more of a roots in the ground sort of power. Okay. I guess. Yeah, I get it. Uh, but she connects to something, and then it sucks the youth out of her because <laughs> she sees Cthulhu or something. Yeah, she sees a spook in her eyes, and she's like, "Oh God!" And then she's old, just like that beach, the aforementioned beach. Yeah, this guy mentioned the old beach from old, from old, the hit M Night Shyamalan movie. Yeah, the beach that makes you old, old beach. That old beach sure turns Tula into an old beach. Her uh, her hair goes gray and her skin goes white and she goes very gaunt like a skeleton lady. Yeah, like old old folks will do. But like rapidly. At that point, Ayaz and Ren uh, run over and catch her because she fell out of the tree. I guess she got unplugged from it. And we get the only... The Pirates of Dark One will return after these messages or whatever. Yeah. And the whole thing. It's weird. That it there's is weird. just one. <laughs> we cut back after their commercial break. And Taryn is explaining what happened and how she probably met the Blight, which he probably should have given her a heads up about beforehand. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to have you plug into this tree, but there's a monster that lives under it that yeah. will uh, turn you old. It's going to just, like, eat your youth. Um, so be ready for that. Instead, she just finds out on her own. Luckily, he's able to just uh, unold her by touching her face. Yeah, that's... I mean, I guess you, youthfulness is an element. Sure. Uh, but she's fine. But she is understandably a little annoyed that, uh, you know, the thing almost ate her brain or so, whatever it was. Taryn proceeds to explain that the blight is what killed everything and it lives under the ground because that's where we put it because we thought it wouldn't eat the... Or, you know, that's where we thought we could put it where it wouldn't kill everything, but they were super wrong. Yeah, and Also, it's the fucking dark water that ate the silence. Yeah, I don't understand. They don't really mention the dark water again. They don't. They forgot what the show was about. Uh, well, they didn't completely because he he says also we put that crystal down there. True, but only there's a spell on it. Only you can see it, right, uh, Ren? We're not there yet. Oh, did we not get to there? Yet? I don't know nah. what the fuck's happening. <laughs> They're still discussing the blight and how the crystal or the next treasure is there. And uh, Ren holds up his compass. It's like, why isn't this thing pointing at it? Which is which is nice of them to like point that out because earlier you were like when it was glowing you were like well, why wouldn't it yeah there's, there's no, no treasure because there's no beam but there was there is it's just it's cursed right it's a cursed treasure apparently Terran put a spell on it that will prevent it I from being found even with the magic compass that is specifically designed to find it it's just glowing but not shooting a laser beam so they go to a big hole and Terran's like it's down there somewhere I hit it <laughs> And just, while this scene was playing out, I was thinking of that uh, sketch from the robot chicken where Drew McCool walks by the big hole. Uh, he keeps calling it a big pussy. <laughs> the Sarlacc pit. It's very good. Is that the... Man, the, it's jazz Yeah, the, the elephant guy. Yeah. I think he called it a space vagina. I think he calls it space pussy. <laughs> I don't remember it. They bleep it out. I could. I mean, I, I'm not saying it's not that, but I remembered him saying "space vagina." Uh, he might have at one point. I don't know. Uh, home play dead, single lady dead. Hey, Jess, stereotype. <laughs> <laughs> Let's pay you one million space dollars if you throw down a rope. 
so good. Remember we didn't like it the first time around? Yeah, I don't know why. I don't either, but we just kept watching it until we loved it. I'm sure I said it on here, but I watched all three of those again recently, and they're very good. Yes. I have the DVDs, and I should probably just sit down and watch they're, them. Uh, they're also on HBO Max, but you got to like dig through the seasons of Robot Chicken that they're in, which was mm. hard to figure out. Or I can just take the DVDs and put them I wasn't in. telling you, you son of a bitch. I was telling <laughs> the, the people... What if they don't have the DVDs and they have HBO Max? I will probably just put the DVD in and do it. I will slap your bitch face right (laughs) off your bitch body. (laughs) Do it, coward. Hear a lot of talk. Don't see a lot of action. Anyway, they're getting in this. Yeah, they're at a hole and I was just lowering a vine down there. So, all right, well, let's go get this fucking thing and get off this damn dead island. I like where Alice's brain is at. Yeah, it's just like, let's get it done and leave. We got a lot to do still. We still got 10 more of these fuckers to find. But then Taryn's like, nah, only one guy can go. It's just the one that's related to Primus. Uh, that's the nature of the spell. That's the curse I made. He was one of the one of uh, Ren's dad's space captains or whatever. <laughs> yes. But also, it's just a pretty much straightforward path, and I feel like anybody could have gone down there and gotten it. I mean, maybe only Ren can literally see it, but like, there was a big glowing area. If you just feel <laughs> around about it, I bet you'll feel a, a, a crystal of some sort in there. But everybody's like, all right, well, I guess Ren will go by himself. I mean, he's pretty capable. Yeah, he's, at least. he's a pretty agile fella. I, mean, I wish he had like a real sword instead of the broken one, but whatever. Taryn and uh, Tula are going to go plug themselves back into the grandma tree and, I don't know, assist. Co- commune through nature. Sure. Him. I feel like with their command of the elements and the literal ground, you could probably just go with him and make it real easy making walkways and what have you i mean it's it's fairly easy as it is sky he I mean, he comes against like two obstacles <laughs> and one of them is almost falling down it's a cartoon favorite have your guy almost fall so Ryan goes down the hole and uh, the eagle mentors go to their tree at which point conk is hanging out looking at them from above on his dagron ayaz doesn't notice anything it's fine also nidler doesn't notice but that's fine well so we cut inside to where ren is you know, climbing down in his vine. There's basically only one way for him to go. Yeah. So he goes that way, as logic would dictate. At one point, the ground goes out from under him, but he grabs vines. There's vines every which way, so he's fine. Yeah. And the part that gives out is, like, small enough that I could easily jump over it, and I can't jump nothing. (laughs) Yeah, you could do it with just a step instead of a jump. It would have been fine. But Ren does see a whole bunch of skeletons. Which prompts him to scream, I carumba. (laughs) He is spooked, at which point Taryn pops up in a in a ghost head form to tell him to keep going or whatever. Don't mind, don't mind the skeletons. Just keep going, buddy. <laughs> don't so, worry, you have ghost power on your side. Ren continues on. He eventually comes to a rope bridge that snaps under his weight, and Tula's like, hey, careful. Thanks, thanks, Tula. But then she also ecomances like a vine to catch him. She ecomances the fuck out of that. <laughs> The, the the ground itself is at her command, so I feel like they shouldn't lose fights ever again. <laughs> yeah. And yet... They're going to be on sea for the most part, I would imagine, but, like, I'd... If the one Ecomancer is able to command the skies, why couldn't she also do that? She's already got electricity powers. Call down a lightning bolt. Yeah, it just takes one well-placed lightning bolt to catch a sail on fire. Yeah, or just blow the damn ship up. Mm-hmm. But we cut to Ayaz and Nidler, who are standing at the mouth of the of the hole, and Nidler's 
continuing to just savage more mango or not mangoes melons and Ayaz is like you can you not eat so loud please and smashes it out of his hand you've never related to Ayaz more than right now that is correct Nidler says he's a nervous eater if he's nervous he'll eat I think if he's alive he'll eat so they should kill him that's his whole thing at which point Conk and two other goons that we haven't seen before one uh, looks like Dave Batista (laughs) he does he looks like Dave Batista as Drax the Destroyer yeah um, and the other is just some guy with an eye patch and pauldrons. And their running cycle is delightful. Yeah, it's good. And Bloth's there too, and he smashes uh, Ayaz's sword out of his hands. This is gigantic. Yeah, he's a very big man, both in girth and height. Uh, and they're taken prisoner, I guess. Meanwhile, Ren Tarzans his way over to uh, the end of the line. He sees a door with a keyhole, so he just sticks his sword in there and it works. Does he even get his sword in there before it opens? It doesn't I don't look like it. I think he was supposed to have, but the animation did not lend that to... The door opens up, and there's a big pedestal with a tree that has a face, sort of, like a bird hovering over like a glowing part of the rock. Tree bird face. Yeah. And Ren's like, oh, end of the line. As though he was just going to fucking walk away. Then he's like, oh, wait, the treasure. The the reason I came here. That's right. That's what's glowing under there. So he runs over to get it. And at this exact moment, Terran is attacked by the blight. He falls down. He doesn't get aged, but he does fall down. I guess he's already old, so there's no youth to suck out of him. (laughs) That's right. And the tree thing that looked like a bird with the face uh, comes to life and turns into an insect tree thing. It's the blight. Ren pulls out his tiny shitty sword. And cuts parts of it off, but he's not, like, good at it, because he's just got a shitty little knife. The tree, insect, dinosaur, whatever, starts grabbing his legs and stuff as though it's going to rape him like in uh, Evil Dead. (laughs) But instead, Tula does her ghost head thing, and she calls upon the power of the earth and speaks to Mother Gaia and uh, causes vines that are good to come out and attack the tree blight. Yeah, this guy's correct. That is what happens. (laughs) Especially about the Evil Dead thing. That was, <laughs> I mean, we were seconds from it. So the blight gets wrapped up in like 30 vines, and then there's an earthquake for some reason, and the tree blight gets smashed by a whole bunch of rocks. Meanwhile, Ren <laughs> is grabbed by a vine. The speed with which this happens is very comical. <laughs> they realized how much time they had left, and it wasn't that much. So they they just had like a beanstalk sprout underneath Ren and r- slam him through the roof. But it like he takes a step to like try and find a way out, and that that thing grows and says nope snatches him and just whips him towards the ceiling where a big anus opens for him to (laughs) you could say sphincter but yeah a big ground anus while tula took care to like get him out of the collapsing area she didn't realize that bloth was standing where he where uh ven was going to be set down i mean she might not have known that sure I mean, there's a lot going on. She's in Grandmother She's still feeling Willow. out her, pro- her powers. Ren, or, uh, Bloth is right there, so he captures Ren and takes the treasure and the compass. And then Tula's like, ah, beans. I, I think I bonered that up real hard. Bonered that up something good. So she helps Terran get up. They're like, well, that could have gone better, but I mean, you defeated the, the blight. So we cut to a different part of the island where Bloth has put Ayaz, Nidler, and Ren in a cage dangling over a cliff. Conk is there, too. And a couple other guys, but they don't have names. Bloth's like, I'm going to kill you if you don't tell me where... Forget what he wants to know. He wants to know where Terran is, because he wants Terran back for his ship. Okay. And Ren, defiant to the last, tells him to, you know, eat a bag of butts or whatever. The cage they're in is suspended with a couple of vines. I guess it was a natural occurring cage. 
I don't know what the hell's happening, but Bloth goes over with the, what I thought was a dagger, but ends up being a pair of scissors. It's great. It really looks like a dagger until the last second. Uh, it <laughs> separates the blades, and it's a pair of scissors. It's pretty rad, actually. A lot of the stuff here has pretty decent design and is silly as hell, and I mm-hmm. love it. Um, Nidler's a coward. He's like, maybe tell him the general direction. And Ren's like, no! Let's die together as friends! <laughs> And Bluff's like, yeah, I'll make that happen. So he goes to cut the uh, final vine, and Tula pops out, wielding a knife. <laughs> Bluff is like, I'm not impressed with you, madam. And then he instructs his uh, his two f- other henchmen to go attack her with swords. And they do. And I've talked too fast. It's okay, I'll just stay quiet so you can edit this out. Great. His goons run over, and Tula's holding her own. Like She's just got maybe like a six or seven inch knife. And they've got full broadswords, but she's holding her own fine against two dudes, one wearing a Viking helmet and the other looking like a character from Usagi Ujimbo. <laughs> Eventually, she does, in fact, disarm both of them. Yeah, Like, she has effectively won this fight, uh, and she chooses to uh, throw her dagger into the ground in defiance. And Bluff's like, ha I have you now. It's like, wh- how? why would you think that? But she focuses and summons the electricity and then causes the cliff to collapse. She's Avalanche, the X-Men villain. She fo- I think it's kind of neat because she focuses her magic through the dagger she threw in the ground. So Bluff, the two goons, and Conk fall into the water. And uh, Nidler at the last second swoops in and grabs the treasure and the compass and yeah, the sword. Because Bluff throws them in the air as he falls. Yeah. Like a goon. Well, he got spooked. Yeah, but if you had just held on to those, this wouldn't have all been for nothing at yeah. least. If he would stop hesitating and just murder We've passed the event horizon where he's a, a competent villain and he's just going to do the stupid yeah, I guess thing now. that's true. Uh, you'd think living on this water planet, everyone would be um, better swimmers than less scared of being in the water. <laughs> maybe there's dark water around? I guess, yeah. They're, they're, I mean, that's what killed this island in the yeah. first place, so maybe there is dark water around. It's what I would assume. Rennet was able to break the cage they were in. Aya stood by doing nothing. It's fine. Uh, but they get out of the cage and they climb down. Everybody meets up and they're like, haha, we did it, I guess. Success. We're not going to worry about Bloth and his goons in the water, even though now would be a good time to kill him too. Yeah. Just do that. Do Throw it right rocks now. on top of their heads while they try and swim. Yeah. Or have like rocks r- reach up and grab them and drag them down to the bottom of the ocean where they'll drown. Can you summon the dark water yet? Just have the dark water eat them. Yeah. Or, I don't know, do anything other than nothing. But they choose to do nothing as far as we can tell. And we cut to a different part of the island. We see the bounty that is the island. Terran is uh, telling us how he's decided to stay here. Even though Bloth knows this is where he's at? Yep. And so the crew boards their ship. Nidler has grabbed a whole shit ton of melons. Uh, Hopefully we'll get a whole bunch more mouth sounds from him. Looking real forward to that. I'm going to make that your ringtone. I'm going to steal your phone (laughs) and make that the sound every time you get a text. It will be easy to change it back. No, I'll make it so you can't. <laughs> I don't know how you will... S- I'll smash your phone so okay. you can't get- wait a so, second. Good. <laughs> Save me the trouble. <laughs> so they sail away waving to Terran. He's waving back with his stick. Uh, I thought that the the third treasure of rule was going to be the gem he has in his stick, but it wasn't. It was no, in just a, a regular generic jewel. It was in a cave with a, a tree skeleton. Yeah, that's also a bug. <laughs> yes. And also kind of a dinosaur. Yeah. A bug. It's got a lot going on. Uh, it's me, the Bugasaur. <laughs> uh, but that's how it ends. Uh, Bloth is probably fine, if I had to hazard a guess. Jake. Uh, yes. What was the most turtle-rific part? The most turtle-rific part was when we thought that uh, Korg had a, a little dagger, but it turned out to be scissor. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. 
It was it was genuinely the most shocking part of the episode. <laughs> we both went, huh, huh. all right. That's true. Because why? <laughs> why but, I'm, but I'm glad. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Sky? Hmm. I think it's pretty terrific that uh, they're getting rid of the extra guy and they're just leaving him behind. He was too much dead weight for the last two just, episodes. Just an old man uh, telling them what to do and his his legs turning into roots creeped me out. Plus he's wearing a diaper. Yeah, I don't like him. It's not Worst great. Design. Plus it'll get more drama in there when uh, Tula doesn't know how to do a thing. And yeah. She has to figure it out on her own. Instead of just having some old man tell her how to do her job. <laughs> Who is the most likable or effective character? I'm going to give it to Tula, but not for the reason you think. It's because she got a new wardrobe. <laughs> she got rid of those stupid pauldrons. Yeah. Shut off a lot more midriff, which, you know, <laughs> if it's 1991 and I'm designing a character. Mm-hmm. Cover those nipples and that vagina and that's it. That's right. Just like Witchblade. Yes. Um... You know, I forgot Witchblade was a thing. <laughs> uh, I Dream of Jeannie had to have a big wide belt because the the censors thought that her belly button was salacious. Was so she could show this guy. part, but not her belly button. Yeah, Any hole on a lady, you can't, you can't show that. <laughs> Any hole that's not on her face, how dare you? Even sometimes we'd like to plug up those face holes, eh, eh hey, oh. hey, hey. That was a wish that uh, the Captain What's-His-Face probably should have made. Yeah. Because women are bad. So he's sending him to the moon or whatever. Maybe that was the witch. I don't know. They're the same show. Uh, pretty much. One was an astronaut and the other was something I can't recall. Briefcase. He had a briefcase. Sure. He was a briefcase. <laughs> uh, Will Ferrell I, was him in the movie. Yep. Is that a movie you've seen? I've seen parts of it. That's I think weird. it was on Comedy Central or something and it ah. was on. And I was going through the guide so I heard parts of it. Uh, Sky, who did you think no. was likable or effective? Um, did you say no? I said, oh. oh okay. That makes more sense. <laughs> no. I, I disagree. I don't partake in this. <laughs> I'm going to give it to the Dagron that Tula got to ride. Ooh, he was good. He's very helpful, and then he, he fucked was. off when he was told to leave. He so. said, See you later, fellas. Very polite. Yes. Uh, Jane, what'd you do for Pop Culture Pelicans? Well, Robert. Let's see. Uh, so Katie and I watched a couple movies. Would you like to hear about them? Okay. Uh, we watched, uh, last weekend, we watched uh, Barb and Star Go to Vista Del Mar, the Kristen Wiig uh, movie on Hulu. Okay. Uh, it, it's just a silly movie. I don't I don't know if you'd like it. You might like it because it's, I don't think it's offensively weird. <laughs> it's just weird for the sake of being weird, a lot of it. Uh, but yeah, it's a fun, silly romp. But then okay. also we watched... Uh, what I we like do Kristen Wiig well enough. Yeah, that's why I thought you might like it. I'm not, yeah. It's on Hulu. It's free. You're already paying mm-hmm. for it, so. Uh, we watched last night um, What We Do in the Shadows, the act, the original movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was pretty good. You, you know, it's about silly silly vampires who, who live a regular life. <laughs> yes. Or a regular vampire life, you know. Not a regular people life, because they're vampires, you right. know. Sky. But yeah, uh, those, those both... Pretty good. I think that was the original title. Uh, that rambling statement you made. Yes, <laughs> they had to shorten it because New Zealand doesn't like long rambling titles. <laughs> I don't know that that's true. I don't know either. Uh, what did you do for a pop culture pilot? Sky, tell me about a movie that uh, only you've watched. 
Uh, I did watch a movie entitled "The Babysitter," not "The Babysitter Must Die." Last night, it was about uh, a cult breaking into a house and wanting to kill the babysitter. Uh, the woman playing the babysitter was probably comfortably in her late twenties, playing a, a woman probably supposed to be eighteen. It's like this is this this woman has a mortgage. You can't <laughs> stop pretending. Uh, it was fine, but like they didn't bother explaining anything of importance because like the cult was trying to find like a bomb shelter that had a glowing thing in it, and they didn't bother explaining any part of it. This just sounds like a dream you had. <laughs> <laughs> Might have been. No, my the dream I had last night was me packing up and my old childhood room for a move. And the infinite things my brain could have created, it made a very mundane situation. That sounds like a dream you'd have. Yes, and it was. Because you, you suck. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. I watched a movie with Michael Sarah and Emily Browning in it called Magic Magic. And it was terrible. Does Michael Sarah still make movies? I don't know. He made this one. He played an insufferable character. Uh, and it was bad. From the beginning to the end, it was just an... Oh. Insufferable movie. Good for him. Yeah. And a bunch of other horror movies that are bad and uh, completely forgettable because I don't remember them. Uh, I've also been drawing a lot of stuff because it's October. <laughs> it's true. Well, that's probably about it. I haven't done anything else uh, of interest lately, so there's that. What did you say this movie was called with Michael Sarah? Magic Magic. It's from 2013. Mm. It's bad. Nothing made sense, and then it just ended. But and Michael Sarah's character is constantly whining. It's terrible. But I think that'll probably do it for this week. Thank you guys very much for listening. Um, you can follow the show at Fail Pop Culture with no e at the end. You can email the show at popculturefailure@gmail.com. You can rate and review at whatever podcast thingy you're using to listen to this. You can follow me. I'm at Sandwich Surplus. I'm at Midwest Love Affair. And we will see you guys next time with whatever the next episode's called. It's episode seven, Sky. Yeah. I don't know what the the, the title is, though. the seventh episode. Didn't learn what the title for this one is, either. Andronis. Sure. It's the name of their, where they fix. The the, the The island. island. Tula's Island. Tula's Island, what they fix. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, thanks, you guys, very much. We'll see you next week. Black Lives Matter, defund the police. Stay frosty, everyone. Bye. Welcome back to Black Arts Pass. In the and I'm a dragon. A new podcast for you, okay? <laughs> it's the gist of it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>